2: Music. music horror, horror. horror. Subculture. subculture and overall welcome welcome to kettle, to kettle whistle, whistle, whistle radio, radio.
3: Welcome, fiends. How you doing? This is Dave. I'm here with Jess Weary. Hey, welcome back. Good to see you again. And uh, your scribe is here too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bob. Bob's back there with no mic on at the moment because he's currently apparently writing a new book. <laughs> What's going on back there? <laughs> Ah, yeah, Celebration of Spirits. We've told them all about it. You artists out there, check out com. Jess, what do they expect to see when they get there?
1: Actually, I just uploaded a bunch of new pictures. Um, I have a bunch of new... You did say
3: new pictures. Yes, very new. All right.
1: Yep, all of his... uh, Robert, a.k.a. Bob, all of his new artwork that he's been working on is now on the front page, as well as some of these awesome horror-themed air fresheners that I got. (laughs) <laughs> and I did not and I expect
3: air freshener to finish that phrase. Yeah,
1: like car air fresheners. I have like three of them up in my car right now. I got Chucky. I got Ghostface. I'm going to be putting Jason up as soon as the other one fades. It's going to be great.
3: I'm excited already. Uh, well, uh, what would, who would we want to tune into that site? We're talking like artists like Bob here who draws, um, artists like yourself who sings and plays guitar, musicians. Uh, who else are we looking for there? Writers?
1: Honestly, I tried to make it so anybody and everybody would have something that they could like, whether it's you like angels, if you like gore, Mm. if you like, uh, you know, paganism, stuff like that. Just trying to appeal to everybody and cheaply. (laughs) We like to be affordable. I'm trying to get that through people's heads. Being cool and looking cool should not be expensive.
3: Hey, I like that. That's the next Mm -hmm. t-shirt available. Uh, we are actually preparing. We have a guest tonight who... Um, now, you guys, if you were here during the Brent Winzek uh, episode, which I believe, yeah, that was the last episode, um, we covered uh, the, the author that... Um, Jess introduced me to both these guys on the same label. Brent Winzek, who uh, did the um, Space Cadets book that I, I enjoyed. And then his friend that was there at the table with him, um, his name, of course, Chase Will. I always want to say Will Chase. It's so <laughs> easy to say, but Chase Will. Where Dreams Are Entombed was the book that I read. You turned me on to these guys. You introduced me to them at that last convention, which was Living Dead Weekend. Shout out. Um, You met them prior to that, though, right?
1: I want to say yes. I met them at a different Living Dead Weekend. I believe it was the Evan City one, if I'm not mistaken. That's where we actually met.
3: Okay. And Evan City, folks, that is ground zero for zombies, whether you know it or not. That is, uh, uh, well, the, the Living Dead Museum used to be there. That's in Monroeville now where Dawn of the Dead was featured for all you newbies out there. But Night of the Living Dead, the cemetery, is. it's considered Evans City, correct? It's right there across the street yes. from where the conventions were. Yeah, and they do the tour and everything. Um, it's something to see for horror fans. I think all horror fans should get involved with that. Um, and now I read... With our guest, we're gonna get him in a couple of minutes here, or a minute. Uh, Chase will. Where dreams are entombed, which is body horror. I want to say that Jess, you introduced me to body horror in the form of a book. I've heard of it before. I've heard of you know art shows and I've seen comic books and I've short stories. Um, it's up there with like like I think there's like splatterpunk stuff like that. Uh, we I had Lucy Lightner was a guest co-host of mine uh, years ago, two years ago. And we played some of her boyfriend's music, um, some punk rock. And Lucy is an incredible writer. She wrote Splatterpunk and other horror. I want to say Body Harmer. She's really into it, too. She is a big fan of Chase Will. I oh, recommend. that's awesome. I recommend Lucy Leitner's stuff as well. Um, but Chase, now, you you read Birthday Girl, right? I
1: did, and okay. I loved it immediately. I had just finished reading American Psycho, and right. I ended up immediately picking up his book Birthday Girl and became obsessed with it. Honestly, I personally think that it's much better than American Psycho.
3: You reminded me of something. I'm reaching for something right now. You know how I like to go off the microphone on a a radio show. I got you stuff. Oh! This is uh, for doing a good job of being (gasps) an excellent, most excellent co-host. And I couldn't resist this. Bob, you're going to enjoy this. I read them both. Um, Ah. This is a variant issue right there.
1: Oh, it's beautiful! Obviously, you can't see, but uh, we got an American Psycho comic and good old Harley Quinn on the other.
3: I love the artwork on that. It's beautiful. This is what is it called? Snowbound? What's the? This is. um, I think it's a four-story arc. Does it say? Uh,
1: black and white and redder.
3: Black and white and redder. That's because it's her and Poison Ivy together on an adventure. Oh, I haven't seen this one. Oh, I highly recommend. You should let Bob look at that because the artwork is really cool inside. (laughs) And uh, yeah, forget it. That American Psycho one. I mean, that's that's Christian Bale. I, mean, that's, I know that's awesome. Someone really did that. That's an amazing piece right there. For sure. Ice- I know oh, what's, wait wait what about Ice Nine Kills
1: everything
3: everything this I literally is, uh, just
1: got a tattoo of them like I of their logo is
3: obsession by the way
1: yep that's my favorite holy shit I love it <laughs> well they, they're
3: everything that we um, encompass here which is horror and metal if we can but mm-hmm. we, we like all music here but as long as it's inventive interesting you know and of mm-hmm. course I've got some crazy ass I can't believe some of the things I do get this is, this is unusual but it happens mainstream stuff Mm -hmm. Um, Peter Noble Productions uh, sends us music. And what's hot over there across the pond, he's in England, uh, Joe Bonamassa. So we have a Joe Bonamassa tune where he plays with Peter Frampton. And Bob, I think you will especially like this song. Uh, But yeah, of all things, I I heard poor Peter Frampton is not doing too good these days. But Um. he, he jumped on board with Joe Bonamassa, which is great. And they did this tune called Four Day Creep. It's just a bluesy song. It's excellent, and uh, we're gonna play that just before our little interview here with Mr. Chase Will or Will Chase, if you will. <laughs> um, yes. So where was I? Where was I going with that? All right. So yeah, we got these comic books here. We I like to have a little bit of comic book talk. I don't know what to expect, but I think a female wrote the American Psycho comic too. I'm not sure.
1: I wonder if it's as, uh, you know, rough as could be yeah could be worse um i'm not sure if it's a series <laughs> or
3: just a one shot and who put that out bob what's on, who's on the cover is that image it's not image right
1: i don't know but the look on his face was great when he opened up oh. one of the pages Sumerian.
3: yeah it's, what is it samarian that's another indie comic yeah okay uh i give them all i don't know how they got the rights to that but pretty is the artwork inside as good as the artwork on on the cover yeah artwork no, uh... artwork I'm speaking art week All right. Well, listen. You are here for a reason, folks. Um, and if you stick around long enough, meaning till the end, you're gonna get a live performance by Jess Weary. Yeah, yeah. And I fresh, hot off the press song, plus uh, one we heard before. But the, I don't know the name of the second one.
1: Um, or are
3: you yet to be decided.
1: Yet, not yet to be decided. But it is. Um, it is one that I have not really posted too much i only posted it once and i believe it was on TikTok. oh okay but it's yeah was um, it
3: well received
1: i would say so Good. it's actually what got me up to being able to do live videos on TikTok and everything so it was kind of cool Damn. yeah
3: all right folks well sit back chill for a moment and dig into this tune we're going to play from joe bonamassa and peter frampton four day creep thank you to peter noble productions And uh, you're going to hear Jess Weary after the interview. And thanks for tuning in. We always appreciate that.
2: Tears, it makes me dizzy. makes me.
0: It's Margarita from Edge of Paradise and you're listening to Kettle Whistle Radio.
3: friends and fiends. Thank you so much. I hope you like that tune. Once again, we don't get all the golden oldies. Sometimes we get some heavy hitters, and sometimes we just stick with the indies. But that was Joe Bonamassa and Peter Frampton. Four Day Creep, folks. Hope you liked it. I like my blues stuff, and um, I'm sitting right next to Jess Weary, who loves her blues and plays it, even though she says she plays stuff that she doesn't necessarily listen to, which is always intriguing. Brent, We had Brent Winzek. On, He said, I hear that all the time from musicians. Mm-hmm. Chase, uh, I have Mr. Chase Will on the line with us. I told you he was coming. And he's an amazing horror author, among other things. He's a cool dude. And uh, Chase, how you feeling today, man?
4: Feeling pretty good, man.
3: Pretty good. How are you? I, I'm just glad that we can connect again and put this together. Uh, Jess introduced us uh, you know, back at that show, and it's been a match made in heaven ever since. I almost said heading. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> We're heading into it Yeah, that's called more caffeine <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but oh, So, what the heck you been up to, man? Any show since we saw you at Krampus?
4: Uh, no, I have a couple coming up Actually, I have a signing tomorrow in Bowling Green, Ohio
1: Oh, wow
3: I saw that you do some readings, too
4: Yeah, every week I post a new reading I do with another author We do it live on Zoom and we take uh, questions at the end And that's been pretty fun It gives me some practice at reading because I'm not very good at reading my stories out loud all the time.
3: I hear you. Uh, I'm, I have a, a phobia of that myself. I don't even like to read my stuff, much less aloud to other people. <laughs> you're yeah, you're brave a soul, kidding. brave soul. But you, um,
4: other than that, um, go, um, I announced today my new book, uh, Where Dreams Are Entombed, Part 2. I got cover art and everything up.
1: Get out of town. The cover art is beautiful. I just saw it on the way here, actually. Oh, man. Feel, feel free to post that on
3: Kettle Whistle Radio's Facebook page, please. Um. If you right, just, well. yeah, if you can't, just send it to me and I'll put it up. because uh, I finished your book. Um, and I I loved it. Um, I'm just gonna say, like, from all right. So it's called, folks, where dreams are entombed. Chase Wills, the man we're speaking to. Um, you want to? You could say body horror. Uh, there's lots of. I just I liked it because it was just a great horror novel. And somehow I'm jealous you did it all in 150 pages. <laughs>
4: How Scrooge did it all in one night.
3: <laughs> One night. So, oh my God. No, I do know that feeling when you're hyper writing, I do get that. So you just like let loose. I, uh, okay, I got it. Let me, let me just give some insight to this. Tommy Welter is your main character, right? Yeah. All right. So from the moment that you meet the guy, he's working in a hotel from a front desk job. We've all done desk jobs. It's a front desk job at a, at the grand marquee. We relate to him immediately because he hates everything while he's sitting there making fun of the customers. Customers are in his face, breaking his cool, and he's only keeping his cool for his paycheck. Otherwise, Tommy, our POV character, is quite capable of lashing out as we find out. Uh, you create this relatable character, and that's just how we meet him. Um, he's down and out of luck, and then you have this haunting phrase, a reoccurring, how desperate are you? And that's when he meets unsavory folks that make him an offer. Um how do you I, I'm not gonna say too much because I don't want, I don't want to spoil. so you tell me how would how do you explain this book to people when they come to your table?
4: I usually just ask how desperate are you? <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> yeah, I know you wrote that yeah. question And I think like everyone faces desperation so I kind of go from that angle of a uh, aging musician trying to make it big still, kind of making his dreams the front and center of a goal and uh, putting everything on the line and then you meet someone who kind of offers him a chance to do that but at a pretty high cost.
3: Very high cost. Yeah. Um He constantly like, after he hears that, you know, how desperate are you? He's playing with the idea too. And like constantly, it's like this um, reoccurring thing in your mind. You're wondering where is this going to go? And we dive into like the life of this punk rocker wannabe star, like you said. Um, and, but then you get into the depths of body horror that he will partake in uh, with this offering from this, this woman, like this elitist California uh I, and bob said it earlier um succubus uh, <laughs> type person uh she is a person uh there's not much supernatural about her unless you didn't touch on it yet uh but she's the uh, she's like this dark art virtuoso and we come to know her as the creator and our boy tommy meets her and you want to take it from there i don't know how far you want to take it
4: Oh, yeah. So he meets the creator and uh, right off the bat knows there's something a little bit off about her because she doesn't use real names. They say uh, names are limitations. So they're like kind of pretentious art people. That's kind of the way I was going for her.
3: We've all met them. And, mm-hmm. Right, Bob? We've yeah. come across them.
4: Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, they're uh, very real people. <laughs> yes, they are. They really I mean, are. they probably won't all have you draw drawing in blood like she does, but yeah. they're all a little wacky.
3: Right. Although I'm sure there's some that are going to try and be cool with it, you know, like, you know, stick a pin through their finger and say they, you know, this is art.
4: <laughs> yeah. He, you know, he or both... like a mustard stain on paper and call it abstract or something.
3: <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you go You go a few steps farther than that. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, also, too, um, something that you, you're helping me become a better writer in a lot of ways, actually, the fact that you, you will get up and read your stuff in front of people. Uh, What made you decide that? Is it like your relationship with Lucy Leitner? I think she does that, too, doesn't she?
4: Uh, Yeah, we did a reading together recently. Uh, I think she does readings a lot, probably Mm. more than I do. So she was very energetic and ready to go. And she jumped at the opportunity to do a reading, which was very nice of her. Yeah, because uh, she's more confident with it than I am.
3: <laughs> she's great. Uh, she she sat in the co-host chair where Jess is right now for a show. And we interviewed um, um, uh, Dick Valentine of the Electric Six, and I, honestly, I just wanted her for the laugh track. She has the greatest laugh.
4: <laughs> yeah, she does. She really does.
3: But that was, yeah, she's a great right. I, I, but I'm still kind of new. Uh, I can thank Jess for this, this body horror thing. Uh, for me, it goes back to like Clive Barker and Hellraiser, the film um, and Clive Barker's work. Um, I've come across several artists like uh, do you call it just body horror? Is that the the main? I don't know. I would
4: say body horror. Yeah.
3: OK. And how long has this been around for as a genre? Because I, like I said, Hellraiser for me kind of started it for me.
4: Uh, it's hard to say how long it's been around altogether because you could argue that frankenstein was body horror that's true
3: good point yeah. bob knows frankenstein he's, he's up on the wall here right here, yeah. right, here, right here you drew him yeah yeah,
4: yeah we got had the I have Bob's Bride of Frankenstein right next to me on the wall, actually. <laughs> oh, well, I'm staring at it right now. It's in the studio. Here.
1: <laughs> so I'm the only one without a Bride of Frankenstein. Apparently huh? so. I'll just get it tattooed. It's <laughs> fine.
3: You got a connection. <laughs> you do have a connection right there. <laughs> I do, uh, yeah. But yeah, like Clive Barker's uh, Books of Blood, uh, they have a few gems in there. and I always I harken back to the Hellraiser movie, the, the first one, and it pays a lot of homage to like Edgar Allan Poe's Telltale Heart. Now, you can go back to Poe with Body horror, body Horror with that heart just pumping itself underneath the stair, underneath the floor, oh, yeah. you know, uh, the that, imagery. I guess it's always been with us.
4: Yeah. Hey. I mean, it kind of a heart it has a mind of its own telling him you're guilty of this. You need to confess. So it's, I kind of took the idea and ran with it for a different book collection, a uh, mandated smiles. There's a story that's kind of like that, I mean, but uh, yeah, wow. body horror is kind of my sweet spot. I'd say it
3: definitely is. Um, yeah. So the book that I read where dreams are entombed, you just said you, you the sequel is coming out soon.
4: Yeah. May 28th.
3: I'm, I'm very excited, but I didn't need it. Cause this book was so good. I just, I was so pleased with myself. I finished it in like two sittings and i i couldn't put it down even though it was way past my bedtime i get up early for work and i read into the wee hours and it was just like i could not put it down it was just good stuff and i'm satisfied but now you're telling me there's another one that's like saying there's an empire strikes back after star wars i didn't need it but man
4: that was good <laughs> <laughs> well empire was better so i'll see uh, if i can yeah. uh, hit
3: that bar <laughs> yes i'm with you on that one completely completely and once again, we met through Jess Weary. Did you get a chance to listen to the Brent Wisnick uh, Wisnick Brent Winzek. <laughs> I can't talk today. Did you listen to the Brent, Brent one? Nick. Yeah, We had him on here and we discussed his stuff too. You guys, what's the name of your the publishing company that he has? Is it Space Cadet uh, Studios? Has, yeah,
4: he has Space Cadet Studio and I have Mental Anarchy Press. Okay. And
3: you also did a horror podcast or a podcast? It was Family Horror Night or something?
4: Yeah, the uh, Family Fright Night Horror Podcast. I have right. a
3: shirt. Yeah, I got a shirt, too.
4: I love that shirt, by the way. Did I thank you for that? Because it's
1: great. Yeah, Paul, oh, did. Paul wears it all the it's time. It's so comfortable. It really is. <laughs> oh, I love
3: it. Yeah, man. It's so comfortable. But yeah, all right. So, Where Dreams Are Entombed. It's a lesson in how far would you go for the almighty dollar. You take us to the brink. <laughs> and I love it. You had perfect pacing. I, I didn't want to forget to tell you that. Perfect pacing in the character development and characters uh and i'm just curious were you born with like the natural talent of pacing a simple story and broadening it to the short like masterpiece that it is like the pacing was like so i i wish i could do that is that something you did subconsciously
4: i would say subconscious yeah i mean like why- when I said this had before I did it all in one night, what I meant was I drew kind of like a treatment all in one night of exactly what I want to happen through the story.
3: I understand. Kind of yeah. like
4: a, kind of like a pitch meeting, like you're pitching a show or a movie. Sure. So I had all the events in mind, like bam, 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 how they're going to go. So uh, pacing wise, I kind of just let it happen as I was writing. I write everything longhand, by the way. So it kind of. Makes you pace things because you don't want to tire your hand out.
3: Mm hmm. Been there. Damn. Yeah. I, well, I was there when I got started, but once I could type, that was the end of that. I couldn't do it. But there was something, <laughs> there's something to that though. Um, maybe I should, maybe you're teaching me things. <laughs> oh man. All right. So, Jess, yes.
1: birthday girl.
3: Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> I'm going to get back to you on that. I'm not done yet.
1: Well, how it began. Um, I went straight up to the table and I see banned on Amazon and of course naturally my brain goes ooh why <laughs> what happened can I get it can I have it um so he yes now, I did
4: you pay them to say that oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no I so I had just finished reading American Psycho and I i was on the hunt for pretty much anything that was just like okay what what's worse than this i need something not worse but gorier or more shock value and uh you know he told me he's like listen this is the one you're gonna want to get just trust me and i was like okay you got it read it in an entire night literally just gave birth i was like i this is perfect and folks she
3: literally gave birth
1: yeah yeah no i finished reading it like a week after i gave birth i was sitting had nothing to do and i'm like yes book time let's read so after that immediately messaged you chase and i was just like hi I love this. We need to be friends now. (laughs) I
3: can totally see that happening.
1: I was like, now I need to pick your brain. I know. Well, and it like I was kind of nervous to even reach out because I'm like, I didn't want to be that person who's just like, oh, hey, I love this, and let me ask you twenty questions now. But um, I was even saying that like I was expecting it to be or I was expecting American Psycho to be, like, just revolting. Like, I've read, you know, people were like, oh, it made me want to puke. And I was like, yeah, okay. (laughs) Like, when I read it, it just, it did not live up to those standards for me.
3: Oh, is that so? I didn't talk to you after you read it. Okay.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, don't get me wrong, I absolutely loved it. But then I read this, and I was like, That that is gore Uh Uh like it let me just say it's not for the faint of heart but definitely not you're definitely right about pacing i mean it seems to be a running theme in all of your work i mean your pacing is perfect you don't want to put anything down um but i without giving it away i mean how would you describe birthday girl because it definitely threw me for a loop like
4: well, uh, Birthday Girl is actually something I wrote from a prompt because I was in college. Well, I wasn't in college. I was out of college for a year, and there was a publisher asking for stories that were a mixture of trauma, like Trauma Studios, oh,
2: okay. and
4: uh, that, and like hardcore splatter. <laughs> so I kind of worked from that prompt to come up with Birthday Girl, and honestly, I had a story in mind. It's about a group of girls who uh, find a Ouija board buried in their wall at an orphanage. Ooh. And they accidentally summon a demon named Magriel, who's kind of uh, the ultimate nightmare. And he kind of goes against everything and tries to exploit them and their uh, deepest fears.
1: He's one of those, you love to hate him. You're like, I absolutely love that character. Hmm. I mean, I just, I, yeah, that's all I got. I love him. He's just uh, vulgar, in a way. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs>
4: He was a hard character to write because I knew eventually my parents would find this book, and that's, oh. <laughs> that's why I used a pseudonym. Oh,
3: <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, that's
3: mm-hmm. – Wise choice. Uh, again, now, Birthday Girl, when did you write that? How long ago?
4: Um, shoot, I'm trying to think. I think it was 2014 or 2015. Oh
3: my god, I'm so late to this party. I had no idea.
4: Well, I didn't publish it until 2019 because I take forever to publish my stuff once okay. it's done because I'm kind of a perfectionist.
1: I feel that. that I've been writing a book for the last what 10 years now. You didn't book? I oh my that. god. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'll get there. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, but you've gone through so
3: many changes that book is going to change too. No is that? What. Th- and that's, that's the best why way it's to hard. go. I think yeah. so. Yes. Yeah, honestly, yeah. yeah. Go ahead.
4: From concept to distribution, Birthday Girl started off as a completely different story. I mean, that's kind of what happens when you're taking a long time on stuff is it does Mm -hmm. evolve as you go and you find kind of what's working and what's not. So, like, the ending was different. Uh, Certain events were not quite as gory. And um, as I went, I kind of pushed it further. So the early draft was kind of mild and then the uh, final draft, what you guys get, is kind of balls to the wall maybe a little too much at times.
1: <laughs> I think it's the perfect amount. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs>
4: well, I was worried when you bought a copy because you were pregnant at the time
1: and <laughs> the book oh, no. opened
4: with a baby scene.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I honestly I, I mean, didn't like, even process. It's
4: not like it's not gross or anything, but like it's a it's a the opening scene is a demon that eats babies for fun. Oh, and man. it doesn't really like have much to do with the story itself. It was kind of just like a lead-in.
1: <laughs> hey, it was honestly was perfect timing and it was perfect so (laughs) you're good (laughs) that's
4: amazing I was like oh my god she's either gonna
1: love this book or totally hate it (laughs) oh and I absolutely loved it there's not a part of it that I did hate
3: so Um, did you warn her when she picked it up or did you just when she walked away you're like oh god what did I just do
4: I kind of had the "oh god, what I just do" feeling, but I did. I, there was a warning on the book saying "banned on Amazon," so I was like, "my hands are clean." Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> I'm
1: always right up for a challenge.
3: Damn. Okay. Yeah. I, well, like, uh, okay, where dreams are entombed, there are like some wonderfully gory moments, as expected. And I totally was writing the shooting script in my head because I actually know how to do that. But I was doing it the whole time, thinking how much, I, much new, like new and old practical effects artists would love to get their hands. On this, for say, like a Tales from the Crypt episode or the newer Creep show, I'd like to see what Clive Barker or Guillermo del Toro or even his contemporary right now, the guy that you want to get, Damien Rugna, who um, he did that uh, Where Evil Lurks, um, or is it? Oh, Where- yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's on Shudder. Um, and he did, oh, God, he's got some great stuff. But yeah, Damien Rugna, he, he was on the show uh, going back about two years ago. No, no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would work wonders. What a nice guy. You should just hit him up and say, dude, I've got 150 pages. Do you have time to read this? Because he would do wonders with this, with where dreams are entombed. I guess you're familiar with him.
4: Oh yeah, I love his movies. He
1: yeah. did
3: uh, *Terrified* too, right? That's the one *Terrified*. Not to be confused <laughs> just with *Terrifier*. I
1: know. Did you see my yeah. eyes go blank? Like, oh, yeah, her
3: eyes just went <laughs> lit up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, *Terrifier*. He is. Yeah, I got a Art. little postcard of Art the Clown. Uh, yeah. Oh,
1: *Terrifier*
4: is also named Damien too, which is a funny da- coincidence. Da- Damien That's what really Le-
3: threw me off. Leone. Yeah, exactly. It's spelled differently. I think in that case, I had Katie. Oh, I can't think of her. Ma- Katie McGuire. She was oh, in. Uh, yeah, she was in *Terrifier*. Um, I had her on the show too. So, folks, yeah, I'm sending your name dropping, but yeah, go back and listen. These are lovely people. You'll love their stuff and what they do. But um, yeah, do you see anybody uh, touching yours for film? And would you want that or done by a certain person?
1: I was gonna lead into that too because I first thing I told him I was like, I need to see this. Mm -hmm. I need to.
4: What do you think? Oh, uh, well, there are a couple people that I would like to see do it because I have friends out in L.A. who do stuff like write screenplays and direct movies and that kind of thing. And having the L.A. sensibility, they could probably bring some truth to it because mm. I've never actually lived in L.A. where the story takes place. I just visit there very often.
3: You're not. So they're, they're going to tell you you're not far from it. You're not far from it. <laughs> I mean, the blood, maybe, <laughs> but and the death. And I'm sure I'm sure something like this happens there somewhere
4: oh probably
3: yeah probably more stories from the
4: casting couch right <laughs> yeah probably more russian roulette than anything else uh, um, but i'm um, glad you mentioned uh, tales from the crypt because that's kind of what i was going for was like a tales from the crypt episode like time. as i was writing this i was binge watching the entire series
3: man where'd you find it what's it on right now i can't find it anywhere did they release oh, it I just
4: went online and bought all the dvds <laughs> oh good for you old
3: school me likes yeah, that it, it does but this could be a movie. It could be uh, you could stretch this to, you know, a good hour and a half or, you know, bludgeon them with forty five minutes of, you know, pure terror. But there's so much going on. Again, I'm on the other book. We're gonna get back with Jess on uh, Birthday Girl, but where dreams are entombed. I like your development of characters. You don't even know some of the main characters until the final pages. And that is so you, you meet them, but you don't know it. And I hope that's not a bad spoiler for you. Because it all comes together in the end so nicely.
4: Oh, thank you. Yeah,
3: yeah, poetry, emotion. But, I mean, when I say nicely, I'll I'll, I'll wrap that up. I have something really funny to tell you, that something something you did to me but didn't know it. (laughs) We'll get into that. But, uh, birthday girl, what you got there, sister?
1: Imagery. Imagery. Um, I absolutely loved the imagery in this book. Um, I was pretty much watching in my head while I was reading, which you really don't get often, at least not anymore, that I see. Um, Actually, David, you're one of the other uh, writers who does use a lot of imagery, Uh and I really appreciate that, because that's how my brain just always works. I don't know if it's the neurodivergence or what, but...
3: Uh, You caught me off guard, but thank you. It takes a lot of work.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it is a lot of work, and that's just part of why I was like I want to see this as a show because it I don't know my brain always kind of goes to Umbrella Academy huh. like whenever I watch that show because it's I mean I love the the comics as well but um it's just the perfect example of how something that you're reading can amazingly turn into something great on screen as well mm. and I feel like that's something you should definitely do yeah because I mean it, ugh. Ugh. yes just yes you need to. I, I can't even elaborate any more on that. <laughs> so what, what no, It was
4: you... funny. Um, at that convention we were at, actually, where we first met and you bought the copy, there was one guy who had read Birthday Girl. He came to my table and said, I love this. I want to make a movie of it. And I was excited for a second, like just a second.
0: <laughs> oh.
4: And I was like, oh, what do you have in mind for this? Like, um, what's your budget? Huh. He goes like 500 bucks. I'm like, <laughs> that's not going to work. Yeah, no.
3: you do get those. You know what? All the credit to to him, but you don't want your work, you know, done by somebody else unless it's you know, <laughs> the budget you want, uh, especially with stuff that you're writing. Because I, ooh, follow those LA roots you got there, man. <laughs> yeah. I want to see that. Although we got locals, we got people here that would love to do it. I'm sure. Um, for some reason, I just really see your work doing that. I didn't read Birthday Girl yet, but that's on my. That's next. I cannot not read that after what you know Jess is uh, saying about it. Um, and you're a punk rock guy too. Uh, I love the Tommy character. Was I don't know. Is it modeled off off you at all?
4: Uh, I was kind of modeled physically off of like a Trent Reznor, Henry Rollins type. Okay, like someone kind of like well Henry Rollins starting out, not Henry Rollins now where he's all jacked and muscular.
3: <laughs> I got yeah. <laughs> like
4: old days punk rock Henry Rollins.
3: Of course, yeah, Black Flag days.
4: Yeah. So it's kind of like somebody I just saw in my head, somebody desperate, somebody starving, both physically and mentally. Somebody who is kind of like, uh, what's that movie with Jake Gyllenhaal where he plays a reporter? Ooh, oh, productive?
3: I was thinking, no, I'm going somewhere else. Um, the heroine. Oh, a
4: nightcrawler. That's it.
1: Yeah, that was a really good one, too. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, uh, okay. That was what a psychological thriller, I think. I, if you're going to yeah, classify I would call it. That. Yeah okay i'm big into the psychological thrillers so don't mind me <laughs> i like jared little though. um
3: what's the one with the heroin Oof, that's a rough one. Heroine. Oh, that was
1: a requiem for a dream requiem for a dream is an
3: incredible it's a movie classic. yeah it's a classic like that's up there with donnie darko for me
1: oh yeah i can
3: watch those two back to back
1: mr nobody was good too oh jared yeah little.
3: your dad right here bob you told me about mr nobody it's worth worth a gander you don't remember yes yes oh. it is oh, okay. it's one
1: of those makes your brain hurt i did not hurt. that Oh really it's really yeah. good. It's uh, it's one of those like not talked about as much Jared Leto ones. Well, especially after he was Joker, but yeah. yeah, no, that one's absolutely. It just it hurts your brain. It's like perspectives of two different timelines almost, but it's really neat. I don't know. I won't get too much into it, but definitely check it out.
4: Okay. Now,
3: as far as like, um, anyway, this book. I just I don't know. I can't talk enough about it. It's been a while since I could say that I read something. Um, that I got that much out of in such a short amount of time. It just right. like some, like I have this, uh, you know, the living dead book, which is Romero's last one back here. It's a hard cover somewhere behind me. And it's, you know, 500 pages or something like that. And it takes a while for, um, it's all good. It's just a long stretch to get to all the good stuff. And you like you're pacing. I can't talk enough about it, but you, so you got the gore, you have the gore, the pain, blood loss, temptations of the flesh, razors, punk rock, bludgeoning yet bludgeoning with music accompaniment i give you credit for that one um (laughs) dude after i finished the book this is funny um i decided to treat myself with one of my favorite munchies which is um graham crackers with nutella spread on it (laughs) and i got news for you Nutella spread was not so appealing in sight and texture after reading your ballerina fecal episode that went on there. Um, ah. Thanks for that, <laughs> you sick puppy. Uh, yeah, you uh, definitely I, – I can't eat – I don't think I could eat Nutella again. <laughs>
4: I could. <laughs> I ruined Nutella for somebody. Ruined, yes, Yeah, you did. And
1: graham crackers. <laughs> you need to put that on like the back of your book, I ruined just this. as a. <laughs>
4: Do not eat Nutella. Stand on Amazon man. for ruining Nutella. <laughs> oh,
3: My man. God, but the imagery too. Yeah, imagery. I, yeah, huge. I
1: can't say enough about it. Honestly, I just—it's impressive. Yes, it really
3: is. And character development through actions more than just. He has short haircut, short cropped hair. I fall into that. He's wearing a blue shirt. You know, like you did it all. I had an image of these people without much description, just by action and history and a conversation. That's writing, my friend. You did it.
1: Yeah. Honestly.
4: Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like character descriptions. I try not to do like a laundry list like some people do. I mean, like where you're just <laughs> kind of giving detail, detail, detail. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think you do that. Yeah, I do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he said thanks, but eh. yeah, Jess is like,
3: uh, I, I'm good at imagery. But <laughs> yeah, I describe too much instead of uh, I don't. It's supposed to be show me, don't tell me. And I try to follow my own rules and you break them. I've been sitting on one, You're you, again, you've inspired me, to, you've inspired, and now I'm aspiring to finish this next work that I have, that I keep going, like you said, it takes you years. It's taken me uh, months to finish something that I started years ago, and now I'm overthinking it, you know, and that's bad too. Too many edits, things came together, and I think it's at its natural place right now. Um did you have more in store for these books that you're like, nah, fuck it. Let's just put it out as is.
4: You mean like was, the earlier yeah. was it
3: earlier yeah, drafts? Yeah, more development. Yeah, yeah, earlier drafts that were different, take you a different direction, yeah. longer.
4: Well, at first somebody told me it's too short of a book. So I was trying to think of ways to flesh it out more and make it longer. But that didn't seem natural to me. So I said, fuck mm-hmm. it, it's a novella. Yep.
3: Richard so Math- I feel like
4: if Richard- I made it longer, then it wouldn't have made – but it wouldn't have made the story better to make it longer.
3: Tell your friend that said that Richard Matheson. Um, uh, I am Legend, the book. One of the, it's my favorite vampire story ever. It's like a hundred pages. It's like not Is even. it really? a, It's a little more than that, but not. It's like the same size as his book right here. So... Made the point, and hey, they got Vincent Price in the movie. But yeah, so you <laughs> you stuck to your guns on this instead of you know like and you're like if it's good I can do a part two.
4: Yeah. And uh, the original version was more of a gore story. I remember that because it was just something I had thought up where the original outline didn't have much in the way of characterization and plot. It was kind of just like, wouldn't this be gross if? And I don't like to do that because that makes for kind of a boring story. So like, I really worked hard to make it something where the audience feels involved and invested in the characters and not just the gross things that happen.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, even George Lucas said, um, you know, a special effect without a story is a boring thing. And I always quote that. And there, you can learn a lot from that. Because, yeah, you can blow all the shit up you want. But if you don't care about the people that are being blown up, it's a waste of time. You know, you, yeah, you, yeah, absolutely. Completely. You want to care about these characters. And I'll tell you, what, your villains, man, I hated them. They are so hateful. You love um, to hate them. I love to hate them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, like, you, God, uh, what's his name? Is it Averiche? Is that how you pronounce him? Oh, avarice! Avarice! Oh, see, I called him avarice. You know, here I am overthinking things. Uh, avarice. <laughs> he's an asshole. I like that, oh, he's an asshole. He. Oh, this is the guy. Okay, first of all, I pictured Jodie Whittaker, the Doctor Who, as the creator. I see her playing her really well. Um, I don't know who you pictured there. Maybe you pictured somebody more gruff. Um, But the guy, Avarice, I pictured, this is a weird one, and Jess will know who this is. I don't know his name. I don't know if he has a name. But in the um, Maria Brink, in this moment video, Whore, the guy in the background that's kind of like mocking her, I think he has a plague mask on. He's wearing a suit. Chris Motionless. You know who that is?
1: I think if that's the one you're talking about, he's wearing a suit. In
3: Whore, the video for Whore.
1: I want to say that's Chris Motionless.
3: I didn't know They like
1: dance or something. Yeah,
3: he's just like there and he's being a dick. Um, that's how I pictured this guy in your book. I don't know. What does he, what did he actually look like? He was well-dressed. I know um, that.
4: I picture somebody like well-dressed, short stature, yeah. um, bald head, kind of like somebody you would see behind a desk, uh, somebody you'd see kind of as a clerk at an art gallery. Okay. Like somebody who's not too pretentious looking, but you know, they're very formal looking. Okay. Someone who's like, no, sir, don't touch the painting, sir.
1: Yes. So Spencer Tarnas. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah.
1: I'm sorry. i not stop. bad. Can't stop. Won't stop. Right. <laughs> and she, she looked it, like it up.
4: Spencer's nice.
1: Yeah, she oh, looked it I up. Spencer. And
3: uh, yeah, I, I thought the guy was. Uh, he makes yeah, that, the video. So that's like.
1: Chris Motionless from Motionless and White. Oh, my God. That's who that is. He mm-hmm. stuck
3: out in the video. Uh, well, yeah, we're talking in this moment right now. Are you a metal guy, too? Or are you strictly punk rock?
4: Oh, I love metal. I've okay. been listening to Avatar nonstop lately. Avatar, one of the best shows I've seen in years. They're so good. I need to see them live. Yes, you
3: do. Oh God, they make it like every show is their last show on Earth. They, I swear yeah, to God. Yeah, their videos are fun too. They're amazing, and how they move on stage. Like when Corn came out, they, they how they you know they do the <laughs> they do the Prince thing. They all move in motion. Well, Avatar, they all just kind of do their own thing and then come together like perfectly. Like just yeah, fantastic live band. And what's the lead singer? Johansson is that his name?
4: uh yeah i forget this first or johan's or
3: something johans, yeah amazing he is just he's the front man you want in your band he's just so good with the crowd with people and his stature he looks like the crow but taller and lankier he's a monster you know it's yeah. oh yeah you gotta see them live you'll love it i i they were just here and i think i and i missed them this time around but anyway all right i lost my train of thought we got to go to commercial real quick, and we're going to get back here. And we only said your name once, dude. I hate when radio shows do that. I hate my show. Chase Will on the line right now. Okay, and we're talking Birthday Girl with Jess Weary and Where Dreams Are Untombed Bob is sitting back here laughing and <laughs> <laughs> still laughing and scribing stuff. All right. Thanks for listening, folks. We'll get right back to you. Sit
4: back, Sit back and bask, and bask in, the in the wackiness, wackiness, wackiness of Boku Skew TV. TV. A YouTube, A YouTube channel, YouTube channel. Featuring, featuring sock, sock puppets, puppets, irreverent, irreverent comedy, comedy bizarro imagery, imagery, and oddball, oddball silliness, silliness aplenty. 20. 20. 20. 20. To, watch to watch now, now visit youtube.com slash It Thanks for watching Fashion, fashion.
0: I'm Cinnamon
1: Charles.
3: Right. We're back here with Chase Will, horror writer, writer of Where Dreams Are Entombed, and Birthday Girl, among others. He's got something coming out. And as usual, all the best conversations happen off the air. Jess is sporting her red hair again. And um, oddly, you were talking about a redhead in his next book.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I actually just started reading Mandated Smiles, which is Chase's new book and it's awesome it's actually a bunch of what would you say just short stories Um, yeah yeah I have to ask though did you write all of them or did you work with different people on it oh they were all me okay that's awesome it honestly like the way that I was reading it almost seemed like different writers had written it because each one's like I don't know how to explain it like it's written differently not necessarily like different perspectives but just I don't know. It was cool. You were able to like switch off and on into different styles, and I thought that was really neat.
3: I just um, did the same thing. That's awesome. That you, wow. Okay, very cool. That's it. It's a good practice because I, I was told uh, by someone, a, a critic, but also a, a um, she's a professor, that you don't want all your characters sounding like you, and uh, so you have to. That's work. That's hard for me. It's, yeah. And so you you had your work cut out for you.
4: Oh yeah. I mean, that was probably one of the more challenging aspects of it was getting in uh, different headspace for different characters, mm-hmm. oh, which well, is always a cool. challenge. I mean, especially with writing demons like a birthday girl.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, then that's actually cool, too, because I just read a thing on Facebook earlier this morning that Stephen King actually uh, threw away Carrie initially. But his wife was like, Mm-mm, no, mm-hmm. she was like, bring it back. I'm going to help you with this because he couldn't get the perspective of a, a teenage girl in high school. Makes sense. Yeah, so that's okay. that's pretty cool. I don't know. I love the different perspective styles and stuff good and how book. you're able to do that. That's such oh. a good book. <laughs> I know.
3: How about you? Do did you, did you have a Stephen King favorite?
4: Um, I think Revival is my favorite by him. It's kind of a love it or hate it book, but it's like Frankenstein meets Lovecraft.
3: Yeah, I own it. I didn't read it yet. So now, since you recommend it, I'm going to pick it up. I like the shining. Oh, yeah. sequel. probably the yeah. scariest
4: book I've read by him other than Pet Cemetery. Pet
3: Cemetery is one of my first. I was oh. in seventh grade. Cujo as well. Oh, That's when I learned man. that there was so much more to horror because he developed a world. You know, it, you yeah. you knew those people. You knew if they had a splinter. And it was amazing. Like he, the right, And the stand exactly. Bob. Bob said the stand. That that book, man. I I even and, have I have the what the unabridged or the new abridged. I don't know with 400 extra pages and damn you know those people they're they're like your neighbors your friends your family and he's so good at that i try to do that and i fall short um i try uh, it doesn't mean i won't try again but that's why i'm, I'm totally enthralled with you writing these shorter how, how long is birthday girl is it short like this one
4: i think it was uh 170 plus there was a mm-hmm. short story at the end so 190 altogether oh, sweet
3: nice little i like that okay and the new one what's it called again you guys want to Talk about that a little mandated bit. Uh,
4: Mandy did smiles and yeah. other strange tales.
3: That's what it's called, okay. And that's already out, or you you said it's coming out when? No, it's
1: oh, not. that came it's out in December.
3: Okay, so I'm behind the times here.
1: Yeah, okay. I bought it the moment that I could. <laughs> For some reason,
3: I thought that one was coming, but what's coming is the sequel to what I just read. Okay, uh, yeah, I'm catching up with my own show here, folks. All right, so don't mind me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm out of practice. You know, it's just it's been a while. I don't like taking like such long time. Between shows, and uh, what we told Chase too, if you stick around, folks, at the end, we're uh, gonna have a live performance by Jess Weary. She's gonna play something that has rarely been heard or only once been on TikTok, and right, yeah. And uh, I'm Lots gonna tell you, stuff. Chase, have you? You've heard her already, right? But you've like you've heard yeah, seen. Oh, you do. Okay, then you oh, know yeah. you know what to expect. It's live is very different. Um, and the acoustics in this room have fared pretty well in the past, so. I I was telling Jess earlier, uh, John Russo actually he sang. I recorded some songs with him in here uh, that can be heard on My Uncle John's a Zombie. Zombie Doobie is one of them. Zombie Doobie. Zombie Doobie. Yeah. Yeah, he's into his doo-wop. He's actually... He's, he's an amazing singer. Um, okay, but in, I just want to entice people to read your book um, that I just read. Uh, just, uh, man, yeah. back to your villains real quick. Like, this the mysteriously sexy, the creator... What did you, how did you picture her? Uh, you, not quite as soft as I thought.
4: I uh, picture her kind of as, it was kind of like a vague image I had in my mind to start with of just this uh, powerful woman mm-hmm. who also happens to be attractive. Yeah. Who kind of has more to her than she shows. Because, like, when she starts off, she wears like a very conservative outfit. And as you go, you kind of see more of her figuratively and literally. And you see that she's hiding a lot, figuratively and literally.
3: Mm-hmm. And then we have the girlfriend, Lita, who you fall in love with. Um, not to be confused with Deandra, the, uh, his, the woman in his life with his son, Crash. Um, he does everything. He would do anything for his son, including die for him. And that is not a spoiler, folks, because there's so much more than just death in this book. Um, characters come right off the pages. Uh, were, were any of these people based on anyone that, from your life?
4: Uh, Crash is actually based off my little brother like when he was younger because he had that uh, fast way of talking where he had a bit of a speech impediment.
3: Ah, yeah.
4: And uh, you always say, escaddy instead of spaghetti. <laughs>
3: yeah. I thought you'd like that. That's but,
1: cute. I used to do that, too.
3: And maybe before we get in with Jess here, do you have anything closing for Birthday Girl?
1: Um, Honestly, both things. So with Birthday Girl, I just wanted to say, like, I – even though I compare a lot, which I don't always really like to do because, you know, some people are like, oh, I hated that. Why would you compare me to that? But you know, with American Psycho, I do just want to say, like, you did way better. Definitely. And nice. you also not being misogynistic or sadistic also <laughs> helps. <laughs> Hence why that one got banned. That's the main reason there was a comparison because of the band thing. They mm. both got banned, but yours is... yeah, sure.
4: Yes. Somebody told me "Birthday Girl" was a great feminist novel, <laughs> and I was taken aback. I was like, "That's a really nice compliment," but I didn't know I was doing that.
1: Wow. <laughs> well, yeah, and you know, also leading into the imagery, imagery because I have to, um, you really feel like you're in the book, like, like I said, how I was watching it in my head, I actually felt like I was there with the the girls throughout the entire thing, and I thought it was cool that you made something that is seemingly impossible. Um, I won't give away the specific scenes I'm thinking of, but it, you literally made me be able to imagine what it would be like. I mean, there's some pretty visceral and creative things going on in that. With the, I, Yeah, I won't get into that too much, but you're just going to have to read it. But I like the not being able to imagine something and being able to actually see it once you read it. It's really cool. I have to
3: post something on, on on Facebook about that. As far as that one, I didn't hit on that one yet. Chase, where do we fo- where do you want people to find you? And uh, like, how many sites, uh, Twitter's socials, you got? And give them all out now.
4: I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on TikTok. Rarely, but I am on there. Mm-hmm. And uh, Birthday Girl is the one book you can't find on Amazon because it got banned. <laughs> so you can find all my work at chasewill.biccartel.com. And you can find most of it on Amazon, as well as the anthologies on. am in.
3: Yeah, kill them with what they love. That's what I say. And right now, if they can't get it, they're going to try to get it. That's that's how I am. If you tell me I can't get something, I will go out of my way to find it. And so far, I've found everything I've been looking for. So, folks, yeah, hit them up. Go to that website.
1: Buy it. Come to shows.
3: Come to shows, Actually yes. meet, because it's awesome. Seriously, spend some time with us, and then you can blow us off and go meet Chase and Brent. How's our boy Brent doing? He was a great time on the show, too.
4: Uh, he's doing really well. He's moving this month to um to uh, Alabama, I believe.
3: I don't know if I like that. That's too far. I
1: know. Ooh,
3: boo. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to
4: miss my convention, buddy. Oh, no.
3: Well, it's you got, like, got us. Yeah, I was
1: going to say, you got us. You That's got no an biggie. extended family
3: now, dude. I, I They adopted me. and my kid loves
1: you so you're good (laughs) there you go little tiny child
3: we were going to discuss that uh, maybe not so much on the air but we were talking about the halfway to Halloween at Monroeville Mall right? yeah Uh, yeah, are you considering that Chase?
4: yeah I need to sign up for that and for Gross Fest still
3: oh yes damn it I forgot that too and uh, Um, Living Dead Weekend too I just forgot to pay for Gross Fest I'm such an idiot thank you now I know what I'm doing tonight after this uh yeah you guys already you signed up for gross fest already you yeah. did that one but i didn't do halfway down i think
1: only. i did that last year i sent them the money i'm like for when it's ready <laughs> i was on a mission
4: are you guys uh doing living dead weekend
1: i don't know but i want to say probably yeah, i'd say probably the only one i saw was for monrovo though they haven't i don't know if they're gonna actually do an evan city one i got a
3: little bit of trouble there so i gotta i gotta work that out that's
4: yeah anyway
3: that, that that's an off the air story um, <laughs> a- a- anyway, uh, all the best
4: stories happen off the air. <laughs>
3: it's well, <laughs> it's kind of funny though. I just can't. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that works out. Um, Bob, we didn't discuss. We still have this comic book going on here too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doctor Peeler, well demon psychiatrist. Uh, where are we at now? There's 27 32 pages total. Um, in the twenty zone. 20, hey, that's okay. Maybe we'll have it by summertime. I don't want to say definitely, but why not? Part two is, I think, as all sequels, there's more death and more action, and it's fun. I, I hope you're having fun drawing it. Uh, Bob isn't looking at me right now, so I'm thinking, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of artists that want to kill me. Uh, yeah, I've learned to not piss them off. Uh, no, I continuously do that. So, hence, I'm wondering about Monroe Mall from all that back in there. So, we're going to get ready for this show right now. Uh, Jess is going to do two songs for us. and um, Stay tuned. We're going to get right back at Kettle Whistle Radio. Chase is going to stick around with us. He's hanging out in the green room right now. We'll get him some uh, crackers and cheese. Nutella. <laughs> Nutella. Nutella. <laughs> yeah, get him some crackers and Nutella.
2: <laughs> I'm not afraid of the dark, but you should be. There are things that dwell here in the dark. Best left seen.
0: With the initial smoke clear from the fall of tomorrow, the blood now flows even thicker, with dwelling in the dark. Eleven stories, all bits of the same mysterious puzzle, fitting together with horrific parallels to its predecessor. Get ready for new. com for more info on the author and his work.
3: Okay, we're back folks. Uh thanks for sticking around if you did. It, it's definitely worth your while. Um whenever Jess comes in, it's I love it cuz we get a live performance. And this is not peer pressure. she It's her idea, <laughs> from what I understand.
1: I like doing the musics. You know.
3: We also had some uh, body horror happen off air. Uh, a chair broke underneath Bob. But I broke the chair last night. So I'm the villain for well, letting you, you sit in that night. said chair. Amen. Yeah, it shouldn't have happened. Uh, <laughs> I apologize. But yeah, now we're just hoping that my dogs don't start barking. Because that, once again, sometimes it adds to the show. Sometimes it does not. A
1: little ambiance. Ooh. Yeah. fancy
3: schmancy. Yeah. Yeah, just... we got, uh, I installed new lighting in the studio, so it's mood lighting, multicolored mood lighting, and 70s lava lamps in the background. <laughs> I can't, I, I'm waiting for these things to die. Lava lamps don't die. I really don't think they no, do. I killed one, though. I, I stepped on one, and I have stitches oh, yeah, in my leg. want to talk some body harmor?
1: Armor. Armor? armor. <laughs> I can't say it. For a minute, I thought you were saying body armor, and I'm like, is uh, that too. a genre now? Me too, A body armor is actually a genre. I was going drink. with it. You know why? There's a <laughs> drink
3: in my fridge called body armor. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I had a, a, a shard, a rather large shard, like the size of a megalodon shark's tooth in my foot from a lava lamp that I stepped on. So that, that's why there's one less in this room. Damn. And now you have more information than you need. All right, Chase, uh, you still with us, bud? No. Okay. Yeah, Chase Will's going to sit in on this session with us. So
1: Now, if I mess it up, we could re-record it, right?
3: You bet. Awesome. It's up to That's you. Just I tell like me to, to hit cut or leave it rolling. Let's
1: see. Yeah, Uh, bear in mind, I perfected this last night. I recorded it and posted it to Facebook. Uh, this will be the first time I'm actually playing it out loud for anybody other than my boyfriend. For the first time. This is... Um, this is my newest. It is called Nightlight. It is dedicated to my little baby boy. I may or may not have gotten really soft because of this kid. <laughs> um, it's a new softer Jess. Uh, it really is. Listen, I watched Pet Cemetery and I immediately wanted to vomit when the kid died. I was like, oh no, I'm, I'm morphing into a softie. This is awful. I just hugged him tight. I'm like, no. There's,
3: there's nothing wrong with
1: that. I <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so this is Night There we go. Every time I cry, I know you'll come and see if I'm okay. In my dreams, I hear your calming voices so softly And on my knee, you're here with me Um, Anytime I'm cold, I feel your body heat You're probably more cold than me But you won't be afraid to try and sing me to sleep. Just holding me. If you could see life through my eyes, you'd be all right. I know you darkness from covering your side. One thing love will show me when the dark rolls in, you'll be my night light. Every time you cry, it kills, it breaks my heart. I didn't think It'd be so hard But when you hold my hand you breathe A smile starts Goes to show that I'm never far If you could see life Through my eyes You'd be alright Just know I'll be yours You're every night I can't stop the darkness From covering your side One thing I can promise When the dark rolls in I'll be your night Night If you could see life through my eyes, you'd be alright. Just know I'll be your lullaby, your every night. I can't stop the darkness from covering your sight. One thing I will promise when the dark rolls in, I'll be your night. Light. Oh, oh, night. <laughs> You're
3: exhausted now
1: he <laughs> didn't cry i'm proud of you yeah last time i played here everybody started crying mm-hmm. i'm good oh, at that okay. got weepy yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that was great lovely and kind of new right
1: extremely like, new hot it, off the press the only place it's at right now is on my facebook at just weary it's called nightlight
3: that was beautiful
1: thank you thank you sir
3: glad you're still with us man hope we're not keeping you from anything because there's another one unless oh, you not at all, man. do you feel like doing more
1: I can definitely do one
3: and uh she showed me a tattoo she has here
1: yeah and that one that's uh, uh Resident yeah, Evil yeah I Bio-hazard. that
3: that I knew but that i that's
1: yeah that's the Ice Nine Ice Kills Nine logo Kills. and that one's new too it says save me and I'm fine if you look at it different it says something different oh yep I did see that
3: right. Yep. How'd um, you figure that out? You just
1: a Google. I've been looking uh, at it since I was like twelve and I'm like, one day I'll get that. And I did. My my inner emo just couldn't resist anymore. hate our emo. <laughs> yeah.
3: Chase, uh speaking of Chase, she's chasing um Ice Nine kills. We're trying to get them. Um, it seems tangible. We've gotten crazier things on this show. Um I'm I'm glad you could be part of it. <laughs>
4: Oh, you guys get Spencer
1: telling us that uh, he's awesome as fuck? He is so awesome. The whole band is. I mean, I, I follow the guitarist, too, and he's really cool. Well, yeah. I, and Bill Mosley. Well,
3: yeah, bill, uh. Bill's bill been on twice. I, I owe you a Bill interview, though, because he is so much fun. I would he lose he my would shit. be. I met, Chase, I met him at a, a convention, so it was easy to approach him. Very easy. And he actually cut time off from his table to take time with me to interview. Oh, no What? Yeah, it's on there. He's on twice. And the sound is, it sounds pretty good for a convention. But, you know, there's a lot of noise. Anyhow, more importantly.
1: Not more importantly than Bill Mosley. No, I'm just kidding. Here's a copy
4: of uh, my second book. Nice.
1: What? I gave him a copy of the comic, too. Ah, (laughs) yes. All right, so this one is part of the one short story that I've been trying to write for the last three years now oh my god one day i will uh, one day i'll do it i will i'll come out with some shit um god that sounds awful so um the i have a single that's out on spotify youtube all that all that fun stuff it's called amy dearest now this perspective in this song is actually from the perspective of amy um there's it, there's a lot to it. It's a whole concept album that I'm working on and the story it's a lot. Anyways, so this is part of it. This is called Reap What You Sow. I just got to find where I'm at. When I'm dead, I'll rise, make no mistake Gotta deal with the deity, I've sealed my fate All I needed was a little spell to send me free But these unnamed bastards came and took it from me They say, hey girl, those are lovely braids I'm sorry you're offended that I'm in your space But your heart seems true, you're broken too I wanna see if I can break the rest of you Oh, no way I'd go. I'm sure you can guess how the story goes. So low in the dirt I'd go. But I had a secret no one else had known. For every time I'm hurt, it'll come back threefold. I'm to risk my life just to make the world a little less colder. Oh, one day, and I'm sorry to say Those men had taken everything from me Took some years till I shed no tears surrender so the forest where no one could hear This gift is a curse where I threw them in Took all my good away, I'm only skin Must be lost if we were calling out sins No matter what I do I'll hurt you in the end Oh, no You could guess how the story goes. So low in the dirt I'd go. But I had a secret, no one else had known for every time. I am hurt, it'll come back threefold. I'm to risk my life just to make the world a little less cool. your backs as a matter of fact Don't try to run if you hear my song For I'll be there like the wind in your hair You'll be gone when my song is done Oh no, I will know go sure you can guess how the story goes so low in the dead i'd go but i had a secret no one else had known for every time i am hurt it'll come back threefold i'm to risk my life just to make the world a little less cool That one man i love it every
3: time i hear it I, get, I like it more ah thank you yes yes i love it isn't it awesome thanks that one you know though right
4: <laughs>
3: chase you know that one right i don't think so no Oh, maybe he doesn't have that cd I
1: yeah know. i don't have it on a cd yet i've played it live oh, a couple yeah. times and i did have a recording i actually just reposted it on facebook too and your cd
3: is here somewhere too that purple one <laughs> yeah nice very cool. Well, listen, man. Hey, thanks for chiming <laughs> in. You have anything, any more input here before we say goodnight tonight?
4: Uh, no, just thank you so much for having me on. Really appreciate it.
3: Hell yeah. We'll do it again. Uh, maybe we'll, I, I may break out my old uh, ways of doing things and uh, where I cut my teeth doing recordings at shows, I'm thinking about doing it again. Cause uh, everybody's there, you know, it makes it that much easier. Yeah. That, that's how I cut my teeth. And it, it really, it was, it was a cool way to do it. Uh, Definitely. That's how I met you two. I I think I was doing that when, yeah, Living Dead Weekend, way back when. But all right. Hey, folks, friends and fiends, thanks so much for tuning in. And if you want more of Jess, where do they get that? Are you on Bandcamp? Yes.
1: Actually, yeah, I am on Bandcamp. I'm also on Spotify. I only have a couple songs up right now, but hopefully that'll be changing soon. And YouTube, Facebook. I kind of got it everywhere right now but there's little pieces everywhere.
3: We are an iHeartRadio station, and we are on Spotify as well. So that's where you get us. Uh, I'm at David Fairhead on Facebook, and um, I don't use Twitter so much. I'm trying, I'm trying. Um, Instagram, Kettle Whistle Radio, and... um, gosh what else what else is out there you like TikTok but I don't really do that
1: I don't really do TikTok anymore I no. made a thousand followers and said yeah I'll post more and then I just fell off the face of the <laughs> earth <laughs> you broke their hearts I did. I fell I was like it's eh, a lot of work <laughs> there's more coming <laughs> alright
3: and Chase anything in closing uh, we just find you on Facebook we've been through all of that but I'm looking forward to your book the new one um, should I buy the new one or should I yeah I guess I should buy that first or should I read Birthday Girl first what should I do what do you recommend? Uh,
4: depends if you want a gory uh, 80s grindhouse yeah, go. kind of book or if you yeah, want like, a you collection go. of shorter stories that are all over the map.
3: Yeah, I'm torn now. But, yeah, i am i, I got to buy you a new one. But, yeah, I'm going to read. Uh, she has a copy of Birthday Girl. But in uh, 12 Ways to Torture an Author, that is number one, I believe, is telling an author that you're going to let everybody borrow We love your book, but we're going to let everybody borrow it. No, that's not <laughs> what you're supposed to do. Go out and buy your own. Or, download a copy and use your Kindle. Do they still kids use Kindle these days? Or it's funny.
1: I actually downloaded mandated smiles on my phone. I bought oh, it. okay. yeah, I want to buy a physical copy, but he didn't he actually, I think sold out the last time I saw you. I believe either it was sold that out or you cool. didn't have the copies yet. So, I I wanted to read it right away, so I bought it. But I will be getting a hard copy too, because I need it signatured all up.
3: Yeah, right. Well, we're going to see him hopefully soon. I guess, yeah, we got to get off the air, folks. We got to sign up for these shows. (laughs) True that. (laughs) Damn it. I can't believe I forgot.
1: And all of our new shows will be updated on the Celebration of Spirits website as well.
3: Excellent. That's so cool. All right. And uh, we'll talk to you later, Chase. Thank you so much. And keep up the good work. And I'm going to let you know what I think of the next book. We'll have you on again soon.
4: Sounds great. Thank you so much, man. See
3: you. All right. Take care, folks. Good night. You want to say good night? Night. <laughs> Bob, what about you? Bob. He spells his name backwards. <laughs>
2: Trick out.